Hey everyone, welcome to So You Want to Be in Ministry. I'm Tim, and we are all about getting you to the finish line that God has put in front of you. We do that through educating you. You might be at the starting line. We want to educate you on what ministry looks like. We want to equip you while you're running your race to that finish line. We want to to encourage you. Uh, Maybe you're just ready to jump out of the race, and uh, it's not time. You haven't crossed that finish line yet. We want to encourage you to get to that finish line. And sometimes that's what we need is a little bit of encouragement, and we want to provide that for you. Now today, we're going to be interviewing a movie critic, if you can believe that. Uh, Russ Matthews, I, he was my Sunday school teacher. I kind of bring that up in the, in the episode that you're about to watch and, and listen to. Um, he was my wife and I's Sunday school teacher. God did an amazing work in his life. Uh, he and his family ended up going as missionaries to Australia. And then one thing led to another, and I'll let him tell his story. But he ended up as a movie critic in Sydney, Australia. Uh, God is really using him. He says this multiple times, but uh, he's basically the Christian movie critic in the room <laughs> with a bunch of other movie critics. Uh, it's just a fascinating story. I, he is passionate about movies. And I'll tell you this, uh, we're kind of entering into the summer season And a lot of churches I know use this time to do their at the movies series or something along that lines. And he has a unique perspective on using movies uh, to share the gospel. Uh, He also wrote a book, The Word Becomes Film. All the details of that will be in the, the description in the video or in the podcast. Make sure you check that out. For me, it was the second best book I read last year. Pat Nemers, he was back a few episodes ago. Pat Nemers was number one. Russ Matthews was number two. They are phenomenal books. Buy them both. But I think in this season, um, if you're thinking about like at the movies or how do we use movies to share the gospel, you want to buy Russ Matthews' book because it will explain a lot. And he also explains it in this interview. So let's jump in and see what he has to say to us. Uh, it, It was such a fun interview. Here's Russ. Well, hey, Russ, so glad to have you on the podcast today. Uh, we, ha- I mean, we met about 25 years ago. 20 to Exactly. 20, yeah, uh, several years ago. Yeah, you ago. see all the gray here. That's why, baby. That's <laughs> yeah, why. Yeah, that's so great. I, I got it, too. Uh, but we, uh, my wife and I, we actually were talking about this. Uh, we were in your your Sunday school class. Uh, you were our teacher. So I don't know. I don't know if you remember that. We do. Uh, but you were... <laughs> You are a Sunday school teacher s- several decades ago. <laughs> wow. Oh, I remember teaching the Sunday school class. And the only thing that's encouraging about that for me, outside of the fact that you remember it, is the fact that you're still Christians and you're still <laughs> walking for the Lord, that I didn't stray, you know, cause you to stray in any yeah. way. So, no, I think that's fantastic. That's what, uh, that's a that's a, a blessing for me as far as getting getting to hear that sort of memory for what what we were able to do but yeah we've known each other for quite a while but we've lived on different continents now for quite a while too so it's just great to be able to kind of catch up and i'm thrilled to be on um your podcast i can't wait to see kind of where this conversation goes yeah i'm excited about it too so let's jump in a little bit you are a movie critic in australia (laughs) also missionary (laughs) um right how did how did that happen? Like, take us through like the bullet points of how we even got to this point because I, I find it very fascinating. I'm sure other people would do as well. I'll try and keep it short and sharp as best I possibly can. But boy, yeah, it, I would have never thought that it would have been something I would be doing, Tim. It uh, um, when we we came to, we came to Australia specifically to work with helping with um, evangelistic outreach and also church planting. Um, initially, is what we we planned on do doing. And I w- work with an, a group called City Bible Forum. And specifically what we do is we do outreach in the workplace setting. And so we tr- we do lunchtime talks and all these various things of where we invite people to come in, both Christians and those that are inquiring or who aren't Christian yet, and considering and engaging with the Bible. And um, so I ran these events for quite a few years. And one one year we were looking at trying to kind of fill a four-week time slot and kind of do something fun and engaging a little bit different. And so we decided to do something with film. And um, what we we did was four weeks on film, and I was able to bring in three different speakers, including myself, and talking about the impact of film, but how we can actually get to God's story through film. And so it was great working with these guys. They're really great friends of mine now. Um, And 
one of them actually, Mark Hadley actually asked me to write a review because he knew I was passionate about film. He'd been a critic for years. Um, and he said, I can't get to this one screening, wondering if you'd be willing to go and, and go see it and write the review. And I said, sure, it'd be good. And um, I did, I wrote the review. He didn't end up using it. So I started a blog at that point um, and started writing film reviews that way, just kind of as a kind of way of an outlet, a creative outlet. And, um, and so, but what's interesting about it is one of the other guys on the panel, Adrian Drayton um, said, hey, I really liked your review. Would it be okay? I, I published a magazine for one of the local church outfits here. Would you be willing to have your reviews in our, our magazine? And I'm like, one, well, sure, I would love that. No problem at all. And interestingly enough, he is the one who had started Real Dialogue, R-E-L-E-L, dialogue.com. And um, we just started working on not only doing reviews and content, but then also events um, through that. And eventually, Adrian kind of stepped aside and pretty much gave me the reins to Real Dialogue. And um, so what has happened over the past 10 years is it's grown into something, Tim, that I would have never thought would have happened is we now have over like 1400 reviews that we've written. We have um, content, we are doing promotions. We work with film distributors in the local area, as well as I'm um, doing events. We just had an event um, a couple of weeks ago where we had 250 people come along, both Christians and not kind of coming along and really be able to engage them with the Bible. And it's something I just absolutely passionate about. And it's, and I think it'll come out in the book. It comes out in the book is that, film just breaks down barriers. I mean, people just love talking about their favorite movie, what they've gone to see, whether they like it or don't like it. But then for, for those of us who kind of look at it too, putting it through a gospel lens, it just automatically goes, it can go right to a conversation about God, Jesus in the Bible. So um, it's been a blast. It's been a joy ride. And the only thing is I think we're just scratching the surface of the potential for what it could be and what we can do with it. But anyway, that's kind of how I got into it. Well, it seems that way. It seems like you're scratching the surface. You got the real dialogue, City Bible Forum, Hope 103.2. Like there's a lot of things happening in this. How did the radio station thing happen? Yeah. Well, oh, this is this is classic. Well, one, one well, two of the guys that were on the panel, uh, Ben McKechn and Mark Hadley, they had a they had a show on Hope 103.2. And so they would bring me in every once in a while. And it was always funny because because of my accent, we're Australian citizens. But my ass, I didn't get the Australian accent because Americans trying to do an Australian <laughs> accent never works. But they kind of get a kick out of it because it almost sounds like they're calling the United States to get this guy in to do movie reviews. But I'm just sitting there in the room with them. Well, what the person I do um, the watch list with now, the podcast, Laura Bennett, she ended up being on one of my other panels at an event. And then we just kind of connected. She loves film, as you can tell from the podcast. And so she just has me on weekly to be able to kind of do that. Well, then the other um, radio radio personality said, hey, could we get could you get, come in and do it here, do it here? And so I was doing it on the various shows. But then we got connected with a group that oversees most of the radio stations websites. And so now we're on most of the radio stations around Australia doing not only film reviews, but also God in 60 seconds. And so uh, it's a. Uh, it's a blast. I, I just absolutely love doing it. And it's a great team to be able to kind of work with. And there's always new content. That's what's great. <laughs> I mean, every week I have, I can come to him and say, Hey, here's three films. You want to talk about them? Let's do it. And, um, and we try and keep it engaging, but also um, they allow me um, specifically on hope One Hundred Three Point Two, and also Rima out of Newcastle is uh allow me then to talk about the real dialogue meaning what is it where's the bridge that takes us from this film to talking about faith talking about the bible talking about our christian christianity and jesus and so that's what really keeps me going and that's what they they love about it it differentiates me from other reviewers and interestingly enough tim one thing covid did it's funny what happened we, there were quite a few people that were doing what I do as far as I, you know, I get to go to the press screenings. I get to go and hang out with the other um, reviewers, but, and when COVID hit all of a sudden things, I thought, Oh, we're just going to be this, this ministry is just going to go the way of the wind, but it didn't because of streaming. All of a sudden we had to try and keep up. We actually had double the amount of content. I was able to bring on additional writers 
But funny enough, a lot of the other reviewers kind of ended up kind of disappearing. And so at the end of this whole lockdown thing, all of a sudden I found myself kind of the only Christian sitting in the room with most mm. of these other reviewers. And so we have kind of a unique position within that. And so uh, um, it's really been quite a quite a ride and I've been been enjoying it. So then on top of it, even writing a book. Yes, yes. <laughs> We're going to get to that here in a second. How, so, you, I mean, I could say why movies, but it, it seems like because it just breaks down walls. So... But in the Christian world, that can be a little bit funny sometimes. So how, like, have you had to break through walls? Have you had to help people understand it? Like, what are, what are some of those things that you've had to navigate to just help Christians understand this is a tool to be used, not something to be scared of or, or concerned about to a certain level? Yeah. That is a great question. And I think it's one that it really has to be kind of put at the forefront um, for most people, especially when it comes to Christianity and film. It can be a very tenuous and challenging thing. One of the things I want to clarify is I'm not a movie evangelist, meaning that I am here to evangelize people watching movies. OK, if you aren't comfortable with watching film, if film is something that you're really not into or you even feel that it's not necessarily something that makes you or it makes you compromise your faith. Don't do it. You know, I mean, don't don't watch them. It, it, we don't have to have this discussion. But for all of those people who do watch film and their friends who watch film and family members and coworkers who it's just the natural conversation piece, more so than sport, more so than um, just kind of day to day living. Most people can all you have to do is say, hey, tell me about your favorite film or tell me what you watched this weekend. And people will just go on and on and. For Christians, see, this is where I see every opportunity being an opportunity to bring in Jesus to the conversation or bring in the Bible to the conversation. Almost every film, I mean, I can say pretty much every film, you can, if you put it through a biblical or gospel lens, it just naturally can take you down a path that kind of gets you there. In it's not that weird gear crunch moment where you're going, oh, yeah, that was Jesus. It's like, no, you know, even... Even a film like, you know, a superhero film where you're going, well, there's a there's kind of this savior mentality in every single film that you see. And then you almost see kind of this death, burial and resurrection scene. You know, it's the the hero falling over the cliff, dying. But then, boom, you know, the hand comes up over the top and there he is. Oh, my goodness. He's, he's come back to life um, oh. again. And so, you know, it, it's that sort of thing. But but even, you know, love stories and all these other things, you can really um, get people there. But. It's very natural. I mean, we just had an event um, the other night where we were watching a, a film It's a, by a director named Guy Ritchie, which maybe some people may know, some people not. But he's not necessarily known for, he's not known for Christian films. And he's definitely not known for films that are necessarily going to get you to faith conversations. But because of this, the theme of trust that kind of came up in it, we had a great discussion with some friends who aren't Christian yet and how they were really intrigued by Oh, how can I get to talking about God? How did you get to talking about God from that movie out of all films? But yet we did. And it also was very natural and kind of just gave us a great opportunity as a springboard to con considerations of what is our faith and what we believe. So I love film, but I definitely say that, you know, this isn't for people. I'm not trying to force people to like movies. This is pretty much for people who do but then also want to see it as a way of being able to talk about their faith, Christians talking about their faith through film. Um, and then I'll hopefully be able to see people being introduced to Jesus through that. Yeah. I, I think it's a really cool tool to use. And uh, I love movies. What, what is, what is some of your favorite movies? I'm just going to ask right now. Like, Oh yeah. Uh, well, you know, it's, it's always kind of an interesting challenge because, you know, especially when you watch so many films, you know, <laughs> to be able to say, what's, what's your favorite movie? I have what you call comfort films and okay. I, I, it helps me to kind of, which means the movie, it's not maybe the greatest movies that you've ever seen. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's not necessarily, you know, the Lord of the Rings trilogy. It's the film that when you're having a tough day or you just want to put something in that really makes you feel good, makes you smile or inspires you. Um, I, I put on my comfort films. And so okay. I, I really, I love going back. I, as you know, I grew up in Iowa. So feel the dreams is one of those. I still go back to on a regular basis. Funny enough, another baseball movie Moneyball, is one that always just brilliant writing. Um, Aaron Sorkin, brilliant writing. And actually Brad Pitt, I think is an under 
I mean, even though he's Academy Award winner now, but he's kind of appreciated because he's too pretty. But um, (laughs) it is just a great film as far as just the dialogue and it really captures the heart of um, uh, of people and things. Comedy, um, Ocean's Eleven, still, it it always gets me there because I've always just loved that the dynamic between all of the the camaraderie that kind of goes across it all. And then probably one is surprisingly um, the film that really kind of got me passionate about considering a love of film and it was goes all the way back to the or the christopher reeves super superman film and uh it's just it's not it may not be the greatest one it may not be the one that everybody thinks of but it is the one i remember as a child sitting in the theater at river the riviera in downtown des moines big screen this is before vhs is before dvd and it's like wow you know just it just immersed me and I just can remember very distinctly having that effect on me. And so it's still one that I love to go back to. So that's do awesome. you have a favorite? Do you have some favorites? Oh yeah. So <laughs> I like how you put that, the comfort ones, cause that's how I would describe the ones that I would come up with. So Shawshank Redemption for me, I can watch oh. it. I could watch it 24 seven. Uh, I love sure. it. It's built on hope. And so like, man, I could, I eat it up. Uh, money, oh, yeah. Moneyball would be in there. Like when you said it, I was like, yes, that one. Um, What's another? So I'm a big like military movie guy. So going back old school, I loved The Longest Day. I could still watch The oh, Longest yeah. Day. Yeah. Wow, there you go. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So I could go back to that. Uh, Bridge Too Far. I could go back to that one too. Uh, and then more recently, Saving Private Ryan. One of those. So. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, so this would be some of mine. Yeah. Mate, we could go on because I mean, I Fury is one of my yeah. favorite films. Yeah. I think it's just phenomenal. It's got a great character played by Shea LaBeouf. It's called the Bible. Yep. It's called Bible in the yep. film. I still probably would go back to Blade Runner is one of my favorite okay. ones. I can watch that over and over again. I try to get back to the original opposed to all of these director's cuts and all this sort of stuff <laughs> gets a little off for me. Um, you know, but you know, the and I, I do Shawshank is just a phenomenal film because it never gets old. Mm-hmm. I don't know because it's a period piece. It just never really dates itself it, yeah. there's just something that's quite timeless about it it's a beautiful film and uh i always love the fact too that almost most of the films that we've recommended weren't big box office block uh, you know big box office hits they were actually films that just have now grown to have quite a cult following yeah anyway there you go yeah, those are my favorite films yeah those are good what was uh, you said fury you know it just triggered a thought with me with fury um I've thought about because that's a that's a movie that happens in 24 hours. It's a 24 hour. Oh, movie. man. And there's so that's many amazing. movies like when you think about it, it, it happened in one day. Like these yeah. are one day films. Like when you watch the whole thing, you get done. You're like, that was 24 hours of craziness. Yeah. Yeah. I love those. Yeah. Oh, I, I just fury. And then on top of it, just films that, you know, kind of capture I, I a lot of if you kind of even tell within the book, it kind of goes after the male even though the book is really written for anyone to both men and women, but really specifically like looking at kind of the something that would capture the male heart. Cause most men don't want to read books and many times they don't necessarily watch all the films, but yet f- films like fury, you know, hell or high water, you know, a Taylor Sheridan film, um, or, you know, even the guy Ritchie films, um, you know, that just that you, that like, uh, the man from uncle, you know, yeah. just these films that have great male and female characters in them, but yet really capture what you kind of understand from a, a male position too, um, in a in a really timeless way. I just really appreciate too. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, um, you mentioned that you just did an event. I think I saw yeah. that your daughter was there with you. Is yeah, that correct? She was. How is it now? Like, because she's growing up. How is it to I actually know. be starting to do ministry alongside her? Like, what's that like as a dad? Well, this poor child um, <laughs> has been coming along to my ministry events for years, and so, and I mean, all my all my kids have been involved in some way in our ministry, be it with the church, be it with other various events and things. And and we're very thankful for our children. They're just incredible um, what they've done and where they are in their in their lives. But um, for our youngest, Caroline, who actually came along to that event, but then she actually did her first re- review, if you can believe it, on the radio with me at Hope 103.2. Okay. I think she was about seven or eight. I think she did <laughs> um, the Inside Out. They wanted to get a, a little girl's perspective on um, Inside Out, which is a movie, you know, obviously about a, a you know, kind of preteen girl, yep. and it, she was great. And so it, she 
the only problem is now <laughs> she gets frustrated with her friends when when they kind of go oh yeah well we just kind of like that movie she said no no what do you really like about the movie <laughs> tell me a little bit more what is it more about it or or that the people talk during movies or look at their phones during movies said what are they doing yeah. why would you even come to a movie if you're not going to watch it you know <laughs> i'm like going oh my word when you hear your words spoken back to you i Absolutely love it. I love seeing that. I love seeing the passion for ministry and also for Jesus. But then on top of it, that we kind of have that shared experience as far as for film, because we really I, I thoroughly enjoy engaging with film, even if if I like it or don't like it, to be able to share that, too, with your children, because I also this kind of goes to what you were talking about before. Why film? Um, when you watch a movie, because you watch, especially like in your season of life where you have, you know, younger children and all this sort of stuff, mm -hmm. all different seasons, all different ages. But when you have a shared experience of going and watch a movie together, you can come away and you don't have to just do, hey, did you like it? Yay. No, it's like, hey, what did you like about it? Did it say anything to you, especially as a Christian? Does it say anything to you about your faith? Um, in that film or against it. It might even say something against your faith and something as a warning bells that kind of go off. And it gives you a beautiful inroad to your children's lives by being able to talk to them through a medium that, that you connect on a film, but yet you can actually then bring them along the journey into talking about their faith and what that means. And it doesn't have to be a negative, like bashing it kind of thing, but it really can talk about Oh, you know, did you see anything about forgiveness? Do you see anything about family? Do you see anything about parents? Um, did you think, or was there like a Christ-like figure in that movie? You know, especially with superhero films. And so, um, I I think that that's what I love about it. But I I look forward to it. I hope that uh, Caroline um, continues on and and looks at what she can do with her life in ministry. And if it includes film, ah, that'd be great too. <laughs> cool. Let's let's get into the book so we can see it behind okay. you. Uh, the word becomes. So I got my copy right here. So. <laughs> oh, you're so good, Tim. Yeah. Thanks so much. Yeah, uh, <laughs> let's get into it because I love this book. I so I interviewed Pat Nemers uh, yeah. a couple episodes ago, and I told him I was like, Russ had my favorite book of the year, and then I read yours, and I felt like I had to eke it just a little bit because <laughs> I really loved his too. Oh, um, his is a great book. I, yeah. I definitely would. I definitely would not be offended if his book is one of your favorites. <laughs> okay, that's for sure. So those are my top two last year. So, mm. uh, what did you learn writing your first book? I, 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 I've thought about writing. You know, my first book. I'm sure there's other people that are like, oh man, maybe I should do this. You've done it. Like, talk to us. What did you learn writing your first book? Yep, I probably would say, um, as far as in the whole process of it, I mean, because honestly, Tim, I did not expect to be writing a book. I mean, mm -hmm. this totally, I, I will give credit to God for even wanting to do it or getting the time, honestly, during the whole COVID experience of having some additional yeah. time to be able to do it. And so I really give credit to God in kind of con, con, uh, having me kind of go down that path and even considering doing it. And then, interestingly enough, um, the one of my counterparts at City Bible Forum, his name's Sam Chan, he actually encouraged me to write a book about real dialogue because he just loves, he did the foreword for the book. Okay. He um, he loves the ministry. He loved being a part of it. He'd been on so many of my panels and things. And so I did, I wrote actually nine chapters of a how-to book on how you do real dialogue. And it was so boring. I mean, it was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is so dead i'm like going <laughs> and the thing is about this ministry about film is it's exciting it's yeah. engaging it's meant to grab your attention and and get your imagination flowing and so i was like going uh nah and he agreed he's like going oh yeah there's great content in there but he said no nah, it's pretty dry and i said so i used to be in business for years and uh for about 14 years prior to going into christian ministry and the books that really stood out to me were books like The Greatest Salesman in the World, Death by Meeting, Move My, uh, Who Moved My Cheese. They're parables, yep. uh, which again, you can just kind of take from Jesus's handbook. Um, parables that kind of shows you how to do what you're, what we're striving to have you see it. Because really what we're doing here, Tim, with real dialogue is not something that you really see anywhere else in the sense, and I'm not trying to go, oh, look at us. It's really, you just don't, because thinking no. of film as a means of, pointing people towards the gospel, just not really, I mean, outside of inviting somebody to go see Jesus revolution, but really Jesus revolution, be it a good, albeit a good movie, 
is really for Christians. I mean, it's not, I mean, you can take non-Christians, but most non-Christians are going, eh, not really, but I, I'll go down and watch Guardians of the Galaxy 3 with you, no problem at all. Um, and so to be able to show people through the book process, because um, I had a good mate of mine who actually interviewed me on the radio. He's going, why don't you just make a movie? I said, why are you making a book? <laughs> I'm like, going, yeah, it's a good point. But um, it, it really just kind of flowed after that. Once I kind of got it, I'm like going, yeah, because all I was doing is the shared experiences. I'm not in the book, but they're in both characters, both in Finn Rowan and also in Dylan Quaid, you can see hints of me because it's really my experience and what we've experienced as a ministry to be able to talk with people about and using film as a means of getting people towards closer to the gospel. And so I would probably say one of the things, right, what you know, which I'm sure most people do, you know, I mean, I always find it fascinating when people kind of go through and do all these various things um, that they don't really know too much about. Well, I know this, this is what I've lived. I kind of experience it on a regular basis. And so um, it's just great to be able to share it um, in kind of a parable form. Um, but then on top of it, stay in, stick with it, you know, stick with it through, for the long haul, you know, run for the prize as, you know, as it says in one Corinthians nine, you know, keep going, fight the good fight, all these, all these different inspiring words you can get from the word, from the word of God. It's, it's a hard slog because once you even get the book, what you think you get the book done, oh my word, the editing process is painful because this is your art. This is your, yeah. this is you. It's your heart. It's what, I mean, if, if you're writing a book and you don't feel passionate about it, you probably shouldn't have written the book. You know yeah. what I mean? It's, it's, oh, it's about me. It's <laughs> even though that that's one thing I do like about a parable is that it's not about Russ Matthews. You know, it's not like I've said, well, here's Russ Matthews experience. Here's Russ Matthews experience. Here's Russ Matthews experience. And those aren't bad. It's just that I felt like I could take the focus off of me and I could really put it onto the ministry and then really bring people back to Jesus with it. But mate, editing, and I have a good friend who's an editor. I've had a lot of people edit it before he even got to the publisher. And it was painful. It was hard because you're sitting there going, you find out how you're good at some things, but you're not that great at everything. And grammar is not necessarily one of my best things, <laughs> but, but it's just even kind of, it, it's humbling. Um, mm -hmm. So that, that one of the terms in the book is uh, being humbly courageous, yeah. uh, humble, humble courage. And I think that really kind of exemplifies what I would encourage people to do is be humble, be relying on God because he's the only one that can really do it. Because I mean, honestly, once it started flowing, I couldn't quite stop. It just was like one of those where I'm going, oh, I just got, oh yeah, well, here's the next chapter. Here we go. Here's the next chapter. And it just kind of flowed out. And then the editing process and then the whole publishing and then marketing. Um, if you're going to get into this line, if you're going to do this, you got to be comfortable with promotion. Yeah. You got to be comfortable with marketing because really after the book, it doesn't sell itself. And you and usually even your publishers aren't all that great at, at marketing. So you really got to do it a lot of times. And so you have to be comfortable with it. But I'd say trusting in God, being humbly courageous in, in kind of going forward and really also wise counsel. I just had I just had a lot of people around me. I'm going, hey, what do you think? Should I do it? What 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 are your thoughts? And um and fortunately I had some really good direction in that in that area too. So nothing that's really groundbreaking, but I think that it's um if you really feel like it's something you ought to do, get some counsel, start doing it. Probably one of the best things I lessons I learned from um, my editor friend, he said, if you want, if you think you want to write, write every day, you just got to just do something, you know, write it out. I mean, now, fortunately for me, I get the opportunity with reviews regularly, but when you're writing a book, it's different than writing a yeah. film review. And so just writing something, um, it just kind of gets the, the flow going, gets you, gets you in practice, you get better at it, it, it becomes faster. Um, and so, yeah, it, it's, it's actually something I really never thought I would do, honestly, Tim, but I really have come to enjoy it. So, yeah, so we'll see. You've got, we've got right now, I've got the second one done. Now it needs yeah. to be edited. And I got the third and the fourth in concept and ready to go. So we'll see how that goes. Okay. That sounds good. Yeah. One thing that I thought was uh, phenomenal. So you said parable. So it's fictional characters. Obviously, you use some of your uh, personal, just who you are in it on both sides uh, of the, the story there. But one thing that I thought you did really well is you 
you kind of painted a picture of real life. Like when I was reading it too often, this is me. I'll say it's me. Um, when I come in contact with uh, too much Christian fiction or film or something like that, I'm just like, man, right. it's, it's just so cheesy. Like, it's just so cheesy. And when I was reading, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. It's, it's true. I totally get what you mean. I totally get what you mean. Yeah. And, and hopefully, yeah. So when I was Go reading ahead. yours, I was sitting there going like, ah, oh, he's actually talking about real things. Like I could see this really happening with a family. And, but in that you, I like, I wouldn't say you like were pushing the limits or on the edge or anything like that, but you did really pull back a veil of this is what's really happening with families. How did you navigate that tension of trying to give a real feel to a family while not going too far with it? Yeah, I, I it's, it's great. It's really good. It's getting good counsel. I mean, yeah. unfortunately also trusting your editors because they, because they also, you have to have a specific audience in mind. And yeah. so I write, we write, and all the things we do at City Bible Forum, Third Space and Real Dialogue, we write with both audiences in mind. So we have the Christian in mind who would want to be able to share their faith, but then we also have the those who are inquiring and not Christian yet, but that they would be able to pick up this book and still be engaged, interested, because actually that's one of the things I've been encouraged by. It's not just been Christians who've actually really been um, challenged by it and actually enjoy it. And... Um, and so with that in mind, you have to kind of keep that audience in mind and also for film. Um, but then, I mean, I'll, I'll probably say in, in this book and also in the next book, um, I probably did push it a little bit. And so I had a couple editors go, maybe, maybe not use that language or maybe yeah. not use that example or maybe not be that graphic with uh, that content. Not, not that I was over the top, but yeah. it just sometimes it pushes the limit. Sometimes it's worth pushing people into discomfort. But um, when it gets to the point where it, it puts up the barrier and say, I can't do this anymore, then maybe not, you know, that we shouldn't. And so it's getting good counsel, but then also praying about it. I mean, I, I have to say it's it's these this book, as well as the ones that are hopefully becoming um, are bathed in prayer. And just, a, you know, because I mean, some days you wake up, you go, am I should I really be doing this? I said, <laughs> I got other stuff to do. Come on, you know. And but yeah, when you get spurred on, not only by um, your friends and family, but also by, and, and other readers is by, by God and really saying, no, this is what I want you to be doing. I, I think that you can really make that evident. And so, yeah, so I, I'm, I'm really glad to hear that. I'm glad that you felt that it was that you know, Dylan's experience specifically, yeah. um, you know, is very real. Even his responses to, uh, you know, a good friend like Finn and that Finn would stick with him through it all. Um, yeah. And I think that's that's what we hope to be able to capture that because a book is better. A film is better. Don't you think when you feel like you could actually. Oh, yeah, that's kind of my experience. You know, I, I'm actually in it. I'm actually in the story. It's not just something that's happening to someone else, but you've been drawn in because all of a sudden, oh, I, I, yeah, I totally connect with that with Dylan's experience right now running into the hospital with his daughter who's just, you know, broken her arm and uh or yeah, not fracture fractured arm i guess but you know that sort of thing is just that uh, hopefully people will be able to do that so i'm glad that you that had that impact for you um and hopefully that would do the same thing for others yeah i had i definitely so i i had experiences on both sides just like you i was like oh i've been in that though in dylan's shoes <laughs> but i was also in finn's shoes, shoes with some of it uh, exactly yeah but with that, I was also, as I was reading their story, other people were coming to mind where I'm like, this is their story. Like, this is going on right now. Like, I could right. see it. Uh, so definitely, yeah. If you're if you're looking for a medium to create uh, some conversations, uh, read the book because it will help create some of that and, and give you ideas of how to use film with other people's uh, lives. Because it's going to come to people that you're in, interacting with, they're going to come to mind if you're trying to uh, share the gospel with them for sure. Well, and that's actually one of the things that we, I love about it. I mean, because I didn't, I didn't know that this would happen, um, but that I can hand it to a Christian going, hey, if you want to know what, what's going on with real dialogue, but also hopefully be entertained by it, but then share it. You know, you, and what's nice about this book is you can share it with other Christians, but also for those who aren't Christian, um, but yet, like you say, oh, my word, this almost this exact scenario happened and you would probably really connect with this character um you know 
it, if it's if it's Lise or if it's Finn or if it's Dylan or if it's it, Tina, I don't know. It's just all the different ones you'd be able to kind of go through and connect with. So um, the next the next one I'm hoping to to get taken get, is on specifically on marriage and okay. uh, kind of the whole journey. It's a little bit longer because I have to build up two characters within it, but uh, it's very similar tact, um, but yet looking at the the marriage experience. And so hopefully that'll that'll kind of come out in the um hopefully people will be able to connect on that front too yeah absolutely well i'm looking forward to it so you have to to let us know when it's coming out we'll have you back on you can talk about it oh that'd be great that'd be great how have so you've said you've had some stories uh or people share how this has uh, impacted their lives could you give us just a couple of stories without you know sharing too many details and uh, of just how you've seen this book impacting people's lives and how the gospel has been able to come into families and households as a result of this medium. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that's it. That's the blessing. You know, it's all of a sudden is when all of a sudden you have somebody walk up to you and start quoting the story back to you or say, oh, this is how this person can, that this this scenario, just as you were saying, this connected with me. And so to see it happening w- with strangers and then all of a sudden becoming friends because they've actually taken the time to look at and read the book is really quite uh quite encouraging to be able to kind of hear that but then probably even more so is when i have the you know the guys who walk up to me and said yeah you know what and then i wanted to share this with my my friends um because what's nice about it it's not too thick (laughs) and so it's a you know especially it's a little bit more appealing in the sense that it's like hey gotta check this out it won't take you too long to be able to read it or if you even want to get it online you can do that and um and how it is just easily shareable is that a good way mm-hmm. of putting it? i mean it's mm-hmm. it's just easy to be able to kind of say it'd be it's an easy read but then on top of it it gives you kind of some ideas to be able to kind of move people closer to biblical conversations and but probably in answering your question the stories without giving away names um that probably I hold near and dear to my heart it would be those are the the inquirer the person who didn't really want to talk at all about Jesus and didn't want to talk about didn't want to talk much but then all of a sudden you ask them about movies and then they're off to the races and then all of a sudden they they're talking more and more and then you say well hey funny enough I wrote a book about this and they're like really I say yeah you know and then to be able to hand that to them and say, hey, I really would love to get your opinion. I'd love to hear what your thoughts are on it. Give me your feedback um, and uh, and take this as a gift. And what I'm doing, it's not just my book. It's really I'm handing him the gospel um, because, you know, it's laid out in a story form, in a very different story form, but it's still there. And so I'm still able to, again, breaking down a barrier um, as far as just being able to kind of hand it over to people. So it's uh it definitely it's definitely become something more than i ever thought it's really quite a blessing even though it's been hard there's been a lot of challenges there's been pushback all these different things along the way yet um for all of it it's been worth it just for that one moment you know when you're able to hand it over to somebody who's considering what it is to have a relationship with jesus and that's quite exciting for me tim so yeah i i i hope that that's that's what we're able to kind of do for people um, as kind of the years progress. Cause it's, it's one of those also it's just from a ministry standpoint, I'm able to it kind of gives you the, the view of what I do. And <laughs> when people go, well, what do you do? I mean, do you just sit there and watch movies? And I said, no, no, most of my time is talking with people, you know, and, and sharing with them and, um, moving them naturally towards it. I mean, it, the other night, you know, just sitting there with a, a guy who's become a friend of mine who doesn't know Jesus yet, but yet wants to go along and kind of hang out with me and do things with me, but yet be able to kind of see that whole experience and then also to connect with real dialogue and with the the word becomes film has been just really a blessing. So, yeah, I'd say it's it's probably I I get I get so much reward out of it even after it being on being around for what the past six months or so. Yeah. 
so in the book, you also provide resources for people. If they're like, well, I don't know what movie and I don't know how to find the gospel. You actually provide some resources. Can you talk a little bit about those? So if they are contemplating like this sounds interesting, maybe I want to do this. How does it help me? Uh, what are some of those resources you provide to help people understand how to do some of this? Sure. Oh, no, thanks. Yeah, uh, pr pretty. Uh, I'll kind of just put them into three buckets for you. As one is uh, training. So we we actually have a Finding God in Film training course that we do. I do them personally with local churches, but we actually now have it online, so people can can see how you do it. I, it's. I'd love to say that you know it's taken such deep thought, <laughs> and we've just gone through and kind of put all this together. It's like no, it's actually pretty simple. You know, it's pretty much finding a film. And then looking at what are some of the themes from the Bible that you could consider talking with people about and then doing that. I mean, next Friday night, I was invited to come along with a, a group. They always get together and they watch films together, a, a group singles that get together on a regular basis. And they said, hey, um, we use one of your discussion guides. Would you mind coming along and kind of showing us how you do it? We've got both Christians and those who aren't Christians yet in um uh, in the group and it'd be great to have you kind of come along and do that and it's going great but then the fact that they're already using it because the finding god in film training then moves to you just using our discussion guides which we've actually made it simpler i i can even send you the link um okay. where we call it the roadmap and all they are is based on themes so like if you have a a film that obviously talks about faith or redemption or trust or love we have these discussion guides they are pretty simple they just give you a little biblical backup but it gets you, gets the conversation flowing down that direction because one of the guys goes, well, we use your discussion guide, but we ended up on a completely different discussion on the Bible later. And I said, great. Yeah. It got you there. It, yeah. it, it doesn't have to be this thing where they're going through and you have to do it my way. No, it's actually seeing where God kind of takes you. But that you were talking about biblical ideas is really quite compelling. So then, so there's the finding God in film, there's the discussion guides um, that you can use. And th these are free for you to be able to use They call We call them the roadmap. And then finally, our reviews, our reviews, we do reviews on almost every single film. So all of our writers that come out in cinemas, and we try to get to many of the big ones that are on streaming. Um, and with that, what we do is we write the a, a review that's quality of con the content in the movie. So how good is the movie? And then we have at the bottom is the real dialogue. It's like one point that comes from this film that you would be able to get a conversation going. So this trains Christians on how to think biblically about this film. And then, but if you're not a Christian yet, but yet you're reading the review, you might go, oh, well, I've never really considered that before. And then, of course, we offer a link for them to be able to, if they'd like to go into conversation further, that they can do that through real dialogue in third space. And so those would be the three things. So it'd be finding God in film, the discussion guides, and then also just our reviews, which we have, they are up regularly. You can, you can see them at realdialogue.com or you can actually see them on Facebook yeah, and or, we'll, or Instagram. We'll add all those links into the descriptions and things. So like, we'll, we'll make it easy for all of you watching, listening uh, to find those. Uh, but yeah, I, and I would say, check it all out. It's well worth checking out. Uh, I've, I didn't know you even had the YouTube channel, so I've been binge watching that here lately. So <laughs> on Hope One Hundred Three Point Two, I've been binging. Yeah, yeah I've been binging. Yeah, that. yeah. So lots of good stuff. Out I didn't there. even. Yeah, I didn't even bring up the watch list. Yeah. yeah, that's our that's our new podcast we just started. the The watch list has been a blast. Now, as you can appreciate. A podcast is a lot of work, it you know, is. I mean, it, it, it's, it's a lot more work than most people. It's not just throwing a microphone down and just talking with people or interviewing them. It's, it's really, there's quite a bit of work and pre post and all that sort of stuff that kind of goes into it, but boy, it's been worth it. We've been having a ball. And so, uh, um, hopefully you can enjoy it. So definitely check out the watch list on YouTube and cause it also, you can subscribe to the podcast on wherever you get your podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and I would say you, you talked about how they kind of took well, we didn't really follow your curriculum. One thing that I often tell people, and so if you do get these resources, this is a helpful little hint for you. The goal is not to get the people through the curriculum. The goal is to get the curriculum or God's word through the people. And so exactly, go where you need to go to get God's word into the people. Yeah. Well, and that's it. And it's also, it's the beginning of the process. We, you know, sometimes you, you will see people 
go all the way down the journey and, and come to accept Christ as their savior. But really what we want to do is get the conversation started, get people started on that journey. We want to get them into God's word, but we just use film as kind of a way of being able to start that process. And so, yeah, I, I'm right there with you. I'm like going, I'm not hard and fast that you've got to use it this way. And it's, yeah, we aren't dealing in a linear kind of thing. It's really kind of all over the place, but yet, um, it's amazing to see if you really trust God with it and, and a wild and crazy notion, but actually praying before you go see a movie. Um, but how God really it's, I find it every single time I sit in a room with a whole bunch of other film critics on a regular basis and, and they know who I am. I'm very open with who I am, but I'm also their friends. I mean, I, I really enjoy them and enjoy conversations with them, but yet inevitably because of who I am, and even what the films are about, a lot of times they end up just naturally asking me about God, the Bible, all that sort of thing, because I am the only one, I call it light in a dark room. Um, I'm usually the only one sitting there that has a Christian faith. And so the, I am the resource and they're going, okay, you're not quite as weird as I thought all those other Christians <laughs> were. So maybe I could just kind of hang out with you. And it, it's a beautiful thing. I mean, it's what an honor. I mean, yeah. it's a, it'd be scary for some, I know to be the only but I, I pray for my my friends and and I and I'm very open about that. And so I don't have to necessarily uh, hold back on who I am as a Christian. But then also I can also express my love of film and the qualities of that and what what we can do with it. Is there anything else you'd want people to know about uh, The Word Becomes Film? The book? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I think I think we've I really appreciate all the questions. I think that more than anything is that get a hold of it, read it, send me your feedback. I'd love to hear what you think about it. Um, but also, if you get it, don't don't hold on to it for too long, or at least by I always encourage people because just so you know, the money, all the money from it goes back to the ministry of Third Space and Real Dialogue. And so, um, get a couple of them because <laughs> if you like it think about the person like you were talking about tim that you're going oh i think i've got a friend because mm -hmm. a friend who would love this book um e either a person who loves movies or somebody who you really think that this character would really connect with and um i think that it's it's one of those great opportunities of being able to really express the gospel in a very unique way and so uh i hope that you enjoy it uh, but i'd love to hear from you too so we're obviously we have our websites we have our our social media platforms. So you can always contact us that way. But uh, I just love being here. I love having this conversation. So anytime you want to do this, Tim, don't have a problem reaching out to me. Okay. I'm going to add in too. Uh, we're on, we're here in the States in the summer, multiple churches will do like they're at the movies uh, series. Yeah. If that's you and you're a pastor listening, there's a really good book to connect the movie <laughs> to the gospel. <laughs> like maybe well maybe and reach out to us yeah yeah and tell we can tell you how we do ours because ours are are meant to be evangelistic yeah. i think unfortunately some churches think that we've got to do them in the church or we've got to do a christian movie yeah. which isn't bad is but i think that it's better if you can do it in the cinema and you do it with a film that would really draw those who aren't christians um to kind of come in and see it and then Allow the allow the film to tell its story, but then you actually are the ones that give the opportunity of introducing Jesus into the whole narrative. And so, uh, uh, yeah, it's 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 a blast. I mean, it is a lot of fun and it is very different. But hopefully, if uh, you have any interest, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I'm going to switch a little bit because I just got like practical uh, questions mm. uh, since you've okay, been cool. you've been uh, doing this ministry thing for a while. So let's get some wisdom from you. So. What is one tool or lesson that you've learned along the way that you wish you would have known at the very beginning? Oh, right. Um, I think that I think the key thing is is um, having good counsel around you all the time and trusting and finding finding the valued people that you really would be able to know and be able that know you and be able to feedback. I mean, now fortunately, like you, I have a great wife who is able to do that. Kathy is an amazing woman, best friend, and she feeds into that. But you need friends and you need people to get around you um, and give you that counsel and wisdom. Also, I mean, it's not something that I necessarily had to learn, but it's one of the things that I kind of always go back to, man, you just got to be in the word of God every day. You just, you, there, you just can't forego that. I mean, you just got to spend time with him 
um, it's the most valuable thing that you can ever do is if you, you know, it'll right, it'll, it'll lift you out of the, the darkest uh, places and it'll also keep you humble when you're in the high places. And so I think that it's um, really essential to be able to do that. But then it's also, um, I think one of the things that uh, um, really is important is um, always looking at what else, what other opportunities are there to reach people for Christ and, um, and, and really go and find the experts um, who are doing it, even if you're not. Like for me, I mean, with film, I had three friends who they were the experts at the time and they just poured into my life. I mean, they really gave me so much of themselves um, for me to be able to even do what I'm doing now. And um, but then on top of it, this is always a hard thing, is that even within the Christian the body of Christ, there will be the naysayers. There will, will be those that come up against you. Um, and, and, and I wish I could say that, you know, I was in business and I was in Christian ministry and it was very different as far as how things are operated. I said, well, now nah, there's still, we're all, we're all, you know, sinners. And so there are those times. And so that's why it's good to have a great um, group of people around you that can really support you because there will be those in the, in the body of Christ who will kind of come up against what you're doing and saying that you shouldn't be doing what you're doing. And so uh, just making sure that you have good counselors around you at all times. And I think also constantly learning. I, I think going to finding books, finding um, different teachers, listening to the podcasts, don't stay in that silo that, that just kind of keeps you in one place, but kind of constantly learning and kind of bringing that in. I think it's, it's critical um, to be able to do that. Then I'll finish with um, always have non-Christian friends with the goal that they would become Christian, mm -hmm. but that you're only going to be able to really have a true view of what's going on out there in the world is if you're actually friends with those who are, um, who aren't Christian yet. You know, as I always say, I prefer to say that opposed to just saying non-Christians. Yeah. And, um, because I'm always praying for them and they know that, but then on top of it, I mean, actually some of these guys are some of my best friends just because they just are my mates, you know, they just, they're, they're like hanging around from it with me for whatever reason. But yeah, <laughs> then on top of it, I get to hear the real world, you know, opposed yeah. to what we sometimes kind of get isolated in our, our Christian, our Christian realm. And so, cause how do you reach the world if you're not actually out in it, you don't have to yeah. sacrifice or be of the world, but yet you can, you have to be in it, you know? And so, um, it's always looking at that because uh, I, I just really value my my friends, my neighbors who don't know Jesus yet. But yet it gives me the challenge to make sure I'm sharing my faith on a regular basis. But then on top of it, living life with them. So I know actually how they're living. So, yeah, yeah. Like I don't know if that helps, but that's kind oh, of those are some things I learned. Yeah. yeah, that's some good stuff. Are there are there like uh, maybe one, two books that you would just say, hey, I would just take some time to read this. Maybe it's maybe it's not a book. Maybe it's a podcast. Maybe it's a movie. But. Um, where you just like, Hey, if, if you're new and starting in this, or you're just, you're like, man, I feel like I need to get a little bit more equipped in something or something that just challenged you a book that challenged you, uh, what recommendations would you have? Sure. Probably, probably one book that I've, I've recommended almost since the beginning of, especially with the film side, because that's where it would probably be unique for me. I mean, cause I mean, you gotta love, you know, you can always go back to Moody. You can always go back to Spurgeon. You can go back to some of these great books, you know, and, um, and be able to kind of, or yeah, Tim Keller, you know, got on, God love him, you know? Um, but, uh, in the film realm, uh, there's a guy named John, uh, Robert K. Johnston, who actually wrote a book, called real spirituality it's r double -E -L, um okay. spirituality theology and theology and film and dialogue okay. and um if you really want to kind of understand what we do that he's very deep thinker has thought great about this and really looked at it and really seen the connection between film culture and then also with theology and how we're actually able to, to get it back to that it's a group to be able to do if you enjoy that type a book um it is a good read and also just kind of gives you an idea of kind of what what we do one more recent book that um especially for creatives that's because one of the other things we do is we not only we're not only working through film but we also like to work to the industry because okay. of all the um 
all of the panel discussions and different articles and things like that that we've read, we've come in contact with a lot of Christian actors, directors, writers, and all this sort of thing who are going, how do I stay a Christian in this, <laughs> this realm? Especially because even Christians push back on me even being in this industry, which is so disappointing that yeah. if you want to know why so many films so much junk does get put out there is just because we pulled ourselves out of it so many years ago yeah. um that, that gets me on a whole other board i, I could go there with that. you <laughs> yeah but well because i mean it's, it's the whole thing why i don't really critique christian films too often just because i you know because we first look at the quality then we look at the the content or what the messaging is but anyway back to it is um how do we encourage creatives in our industry to stay in the industry and to still be Christian? But then also, how do you reach out to this industry? Because really so many people in the, the creative arts and in the film industry are hurting. And we have a great message and a great solution with the gospel. Um, and unfortunately, we pretty much have kind of turned our back on that that industry. And it's it's unfortunate. But getting back to the book. So the one book that I would recommend, it's a guy named Jordan Rayner. Um, yeah, okay. called call to create um, okay. is a really good one. It really encourages the creatives that, you know, um, to be creative. And we serve a creative God who created us. And that's why we want to create things and make things and um, especially films and other forms of art and that uh, we need to celebrate that. So I, that would be a book that I would uh, recommend it's pretty easy read but also it really encourages those in the industry i just read his redeeming your time about a year yeah. and a half oh man that i was not ready for that book like i got into it like whatever and i started reading i was like whoa so yeah. I, I will be but you recommended that another one of his so i will be reading that one uh, i have not read that oh book. yeah oh oh you know what and what's funny about it is that i remember reading it uh, a couple years ago and then i was sitting down with the guy that's the head of studio canal um one of the film distributors here and he's a christian fella and he actually said oh that book that book just it encouraged me because he said, you know, I work in an industry where people are always going, you're a Christian and you're working in that industry. And he's going, well, you want Christians in every industry. What are you talking about? But yet this book encouraged him to see the value of him being in the position he mm. was in. And so uh, I think that uh, uh, we we need to do more of that. We need to encourage everybody to be in these various industries, but also how we need to equip them on how you can remain a Christian um, in in these various areas of work. I, I normally ask this question last, so I'm going to go with this one, but how would you, uh, what would you have to say to somebody that just needs a little bit of encouragement? So they're in ministry. They're just going through a really tough season right now. Uh, they're discouraged. Uh, they're really considering jumping out and just kind of going, mm. I, I think I'm done. Um, what word would you have for them? You know what? It's funny. I, I, I was kind of prepared for this question, but I kind of, I think I have a different answer just based on my devotions this morning. Okay. okay. So I hope, I mean, my, so it's directly from what the Lord kind of gave me this morning. Cause I mean, I, I always talk about, you know, determination and, and focus and all that. But um, this morning it was actually taking the time with God and going to a quiet place and kind of really taking a moment opposed to, pulling yourself out of the emotional, whatever that's caused you to be in this position, whatever difficulty has kind of come down your path that made you get to the point where you want to quit and really take time with the Lord. Because um, one, of the, one of the things my wife challenged me with the other day, because we were, we were talking about the ministry and all that. And uh, she said, is real dialogue your Isaac? And I go, wow. I said, she said, well, would you put it on the altar if God asked you to? And I said, yeah, you have to ask that. And so when you get to that point in ministry, have you gotten to the point where you're just going to throw it on the altar? Are you giving it up because you want to burn it and you don't want to touch it again? Or do you want to give it up because it's really you're giving it over to God and trusting him with it? And I think that that's what you need to take time before you just run away, before you quit. Take the time with the Lord. Make sure that what the Lord wants you to do, opposed to what you desire to do in your, the heat of the moment. And um, he will meet you there. And I know it's, it seems like a throwaway line, but he will, 
but you need to take the time where you're undistracted and you're really spending time with him. Spend the time in his word. Don't listen to, you know, don't listen to all the different things going on in the world as much as really getting to his word and finding out from him. Cause I think that that's really will um, help those who are discouraged right now uh, more than anything else. I know that's, that's totally as far as being an old missionary who's been around for a while now. Um, uh, it's when I have those three o'clock in the morning. Oh my word, I can't do this anymore. And head in and sit down and just spend some time in the word. It's amazing how he grounds you and also lifts you. And so uh, hopefully, hopefully that was, I, it was a little bit different than probably what I, how I would have answered maybe yesterday, but I think that that's really where I'll sit today. And hopefully that's encouraging for someone. I think that's a good word. Um, before we go, I do have to say this because if my children and some of the <laughs> youth at our church watch this and some of the people that know me well, uh, so I said my favorite movies and I left right. one, I left one out and I have to, because okay. they will call me out, um, is Ratatouille. Uh, I love, oh, yeah. I love Ratatouille. <laughs> so my favorite part, yes, my favorite part is when, uh, the the chef that gets fired basically is is looking through the roof down and he realizes the rat is controlling linguini and right. he's like oh, the rat's the chef and it, that moment for me so this is going to the gospel that that moment for me is the realization of the holy spirit is the one controlling the person That's not right. it's not the person it's it's the holy spirit behind it he's there the rat you go. yeah so, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Oh, I love it. No, nah, that was when Pixar was great. I hope that yeah. they can get back to it again. So I, I. I think that they've kind of gotten, they've lost the plot at Disney and at, at Pixar for a while here. But um, uh, yeah, I, oh no, I love Ratatouille. Yeah. I, and all so many of the Pixar films, because I still go, but The Incredibles probably for me mm. is my favorite animated film. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse almost is pipped it. I mean, these this series is amazing i mean the animation is incredible i read enough of your review on the newest one to go okay i need to i need to make time to go see this movie uh because you really it seems like you loved it yeah so oh we loved it and well the first one is still i still think is the best spider-man movie ever made and this one's good but this is kind of that the empire strikes back the bridging film to the the third film that'll be coming um but oh man it's so good but getting back to it I agree with you with Ratatouille and also Pixar, but also for me, um, the Incredibles, it just is one that where the father is, you know, he's not perfect, but yet he's still held in high regard and he's, he wants to be a father and he just loves, even though he fails in some ways, he loves his family and does so much to be able to sacrifice for them. And I, Pixar used to be able to just nail it when um, with some of these different subjects. And um, I thought that I, I, I felt, I really felt like that up was just still, uh, especially yeah. for those of us in more of a, a senior stage of yeah. life. Uh, I, and even though, you know, I know the little boy's name is Russell, but anyway, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I, I, I agree with you, but I, I really, I think that uh, this Ratatouille was a beautiful film and, and that really shows you the brilliance of that film and i'll stop after a minute but the brilliance of that film how you could have a rat infestation in a restaurant and a house and make it entertaining and not make everybody you know just run to the hills it's just brilliant i mean so they are great storytellers as well as really tapping into something quite special as far as the what they are able to convey on screen is beautiful because also it's probably one of the best mentors you'll see in films i mean so the the even though he's passed on here here he is one of the best mentors you know as the former chef is able to kind of speak into linguini's life i mean it's really quite beautiful so anyway so i agree with you well done to the youth group and well done to you ratatouille (laughs) ratatouille is a good film to pick cool man well, I appreciate your time. Thank you so much uh, for talking about it. Everybody, go buy this book. <laughs> buy two of them, one for you, one for the person you're going to give it to. Uh, and check out the reviews and stuff. If you want a, a faith-based place to, to get a review, this is the perfect place to go. Uh, it, you'll get a lot of really good ones. So 
Uh, thanks so much, Tim. I really appreciate it. Love being on the show. Really, uh, really very, very thankful for you. And so hopefully be able to help out with, uh, so you want to be in ministry even yeah. better. All right. Appreciate it. Talk, talk to you later. And Russ just says so much energy and he is so exciting. Like I had a blast. I think you could even tell I was having a blast interviewing him. Uh, he, he is just loving what he's doing and sure some of it can be difficult. There can be difficulties in all of that, but, uh, man, he is just, uh, he's on fire, uh, and he's getting used in so many ways. I'm going to share all the links of the places he's at. So if you are interested in finding out more about reviews, he stays up to date with all the movies that you will ever hear of. There are reviews coming out. So if you want to know a Christian worldview, Christian perspective on it, Russ does a great job with it. He also, if you just, if you'd rather watch a YouTube video, uh, instead of read uh, a review, he does reviews through a YouTube video that I'll, uh, or a YouTube channel that I will connect, uh, in our descriptions. Uh, and he, he has written a book. He's done so many things. God's using him in, in really, really awesome ways. Make sure you check him out. I started following him everything. There were some areas that I forgot or I didn't even realize he was in, and I've started binge watching and binge reading all of it. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. So make sure you're doing that, especially if you love movies. Uh, he will he will have uh, all that data for you. As we get out of here today, if you would like, subscribe, uh, check out check out other pod, uh, other episodes. Like if, you, if something just connected with you, you may see another episode that really stands out to you. Make sure you check that out. Feel free to share it. Please share it with other people, especially those that uh, need a little bit of encouragement or, or equipping. Or maybe there's somebody who's just like, I don't even know what ministry is like. Like I've thought about being a pastor. I'm not sure what that is. I've, you know, my church has talked to me about coming on staff, but I don't know. Send it to them. I'm trying to pull back the veil and give you a little glimpse of what it's like to, to be on a church staff. Uh, so send it out, share it with them. And if you're just here uh, listening or watching because you just want to support your pastors and your church staff better, I'm so glad you're here. And if you think other people and other church members and other people just that attend a church, serve in a church, would benefit from this, share that with them as well. Uh, but as always, thank you so much for being here, for checking it out, uh, for being a part of this journey. I'm very, very grateful for you, and I'll see you next time.